Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, the uh, Steelers also making a trade on on Tuesday by the deadline to acquire a defensive back, uh, that being William Jackson. Obviously, sure. he's somebody that they're very familiar with. Um, and I know people looked at the, the salaries and things of that nature. There's going to be a renegotiation there. Sure. They're not going to be on the hook for nine-plus million or whatever mm-hmm. it is next year. They'll, they'll renegotiate that down. I think that's – you know, the, the news on that trade broke very early Soon after the Claypool trade, yeah, people and then it wasn't announced for a few hours. I think part of that was because of you know some of the negotiations shuffling around the money were were going on behind the scenes, like talking to Jackson's agent. Okay, if we trade for you, will you accept less money and things Mm -hmm. of that nature? It took a while to get to what the compensation was exactly, which was like nothing, nothing. (laughs) And it's it's my understanding too that that could be a that that future pick could be um, tied to some. Incentive, you know, incentive late, it, yeah. it may end up being nothing, maybe zero, huh? uh, because Washington was going to cut him, uh, and the Steelers made the trade for him because they weren't sure they wanted to make sure that they got him because mm-hmm. once he's a free agent, anybody could, yeah, sign right. Him, I mean, you someone know. might outbid you or whatever. Right. Cincinnati just had you know just lost uh, uh, Awuzie. Oh, everybody could use a corner. Um, you, you know, would they bring? Yeah, you know, they going to bring William Jackson back? That would be a nice fit for you know for the Bengals. I would be very interested yeah. if I were the Bengals. Absolutely. Right. Um, so. Or Miami, or you know, any of the yeah, any whatever. of these teams that are struggling. Um, so I, I expect you know they'll throw him into the mix and, and see where you know right. how he fits in. So here's my take on the Jackson thing, and correct me if I'm wrong here. The history of Steelers and Jackson went something like this: We really like this guy coming out. Yes. Cornerbacks our biggest need. We think there's a pretty good chance he's going to fall to us in the first round, and we'd be very happy. They were picking we at 25 that year. Yes, and they'd be very happy if we did. We need a corner with size. Ah, the Bengals grabbed him. Yeah. We'll take Artie Burns. That didn't work out. That's not Jackson's fault. I mean, whatever. Steelers pick Burns. Didn't work out. We know that. He goes to Cincinnati, plays well, plays a lot of man, gets better and better during his tenure there. Happens to be playing for the Steelers' current defensive coordinator, and the Steelers have game-planned against him twice a year, every step of the way, becomes a free agent, 
and is highly sought after on the market. They were interested in him then. That's what I was about to say, because yeah. I think the Steelers were very interested in Not him Not to then. the tune of $40 million over three years, though. Yep. And they couldn't afford he, that. <laughs> as since he often does, especially at that point, pre-Burrow, they're not going to invest in a lot. Of, you know, they're, they're yeah. a little frugal, we'll just call it that. And as Washington often does, they overpay they for, overpay on the for free agent a guy market. who right. didn't fit in their defense. That's exactly what I was going to say, right. And, you know, he's a man coverage corner. And, folks, there's a misconception out there. He's a man coverage corner. 45% is a lot of man coverage. It yeah. doesn't mean they're lining up, you know, 85% man coverage, you know. But it goes to Washington, they're almost all zone, tons of cover three, rely on that front four. It's kind of the home. same reason, Matt, that Artie Burns was a bad fit here at the time. Right, When right. the Steelers, Artie Burns was a bump and run corner. Yes. The Steelers at that time were playing a lot of zone. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people talk about three, four nose tackles versus three techniques or edge outside linebackers versus four, three ends. Corner's the same way. I yeah. mean, like, Namdi Awesome was the best example ever. You know, they he was a, a star with with the, the Raiders, and then they take him in the Eagles, and they turn, they turn him into a cover three guy, or a press man guy when he was a cover three guy. Doesn't do anything. You know, yeah. it, it's, you're asking him to play It's the toughest. It, it's one of the reasons why I think cornerback might be one of the toughest evaluations in college football mm-hmm. today, guys coming out. Yeah. Because scheme... You can hide them a little. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you you're talk, weak there, you yeah. can hide them a little, you know? You, you hear things like, well, he's just a boundary corner, or he's mm-hmm. this, or he's that, or he's he's a man corner. Well, if you're an NFL team, there's no, no NFL... play man. No play. NFL team plays 100% man. No, of course not. It right. doesn't happen. In college football, you might do that. Yeah. Not you might say, mention, you know, we're just going to... we We play 95% man. Yep. You know, like you mentioned, a boundary corner. People are like, "What? Nobody cares. Nobody calls them even that." In the NFL, yeah. but in the college level, the hash marks are so wide. If you're a boundary, if you're the the short side, you're going to get runs right at you. You need to right. Be you better be tough. You need yeah. To, yeah, you need to run. There's a lot, a lot of condensed area, and the opposite is true on the wide side. Like I got a lot of space here to cover this Big Twelve receiver, and yeah. not much help. <laughs> you know, so. I always talk about this, that maybe the first lesson I learned when I was hired with the Browns and receivers coach and D-backs coach told you that the second you were hired, watch every snap of man coverage because so many teams don't run it in college. Can this guy get off press? Can this guy press? And you might watch a corner and go a whole game and have none. Yeah. (laughs) In college level. So that's a desired trait, and that's what Jackson does well. And there, there, and that doesn't mean if you if you're not a good man corner that you can't be successful. Of course, you know there are certain teams that are looking for those zone guys. Deshae Townsend is a perfect example. Of that Richard Sherman wasn't a man corner, right? Not a man corner, right? Right. Uh, Rondé Barber, right? You know, right, right. guys like that. That okay, you're looking for those cover three guys who mm-hmm. they get their eyes on the quarterback, they read the ball well, they're smart, yeah, and you know they break up. They they they're not necessarily the fastest guys on the field, but they make good breaks on the on the football. Mm-hmm. And don't take false steps and get the guy on the ground. The the best way I was described that was watching Paul Rhodes was our defensive coordinator when I was at Pitt, and he constantly he was also the defensive backs coach always out of his mouth. You're hearing man eyes or zone eyes. Yeah. So think about if you're a corner, and what he means by man eyes is I'm really just like focused on this dude's belt buckle. Right. I mean, that's the only. It's thing like I playing man to man defense in, in basketball. In basketball. Yeah, absolutely. You always watch the watch his as they always used to say, watch his belly button. Yeah. That's going to tell you where he's going to go. Right. Like, like when I coached my kids in flag football, 
tackling was the hardest thing. I'm like, <laughs> but if I can teach this kid to look at the belly button, yeah. he won't get faked out too much. But zone eyes would be, okay, I'm well off, and I'm looking at this triangle of kind of on my left eye, I'm looking at the receiver, and my right eye, I'm looking at the quarterback, but I'm seeing a big picture here, yeah. a landscape, you know. And Again, very much like different. basketball. You know, we, we used to have it in high school, we called the pistol position. Okay. Where – you you know you've you've positioned yourself so that I can see the ball mm-hmm. on one side. Let's say I'm on the ball's on my right side. I can point the I can point one hand at the ball. I can point the other hand at my man. If I'm you're sitting to my left here, if I'm guarding you and I'm guarding the ball, I always know I've got my I'm not I've got my eyes kind of in between that, mm-hmm. and I'm watching you in my periphery and I'm watching the ball in my periphery. And it's a total different way of looking out of your eye sockets. Right. You know it just totally. Now is. we used to do that in man tended you know playing man defense, but that was off ball defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're if if you're two two passes away from the ball, then you're off, and you're playing kind of a zone type. Yeah, coverage, feel, yeah. different eyes. We have different eyes, but when when the when you're one spot away from the ball, you better be up on, you know. Okay. And, and so okay. now you're now you're playing the man again. Yeah, that's 100 true, I and mean, it's very very similar. You know, a lot of people are like, this great corner should just go to safety and be a deep middle guy. Well, they've never done that. I mean, that's right. a totally it's different, a different way. skill you're set. At, you're looking at 21 other players yeah. as opposed to one. It's the reason why Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, when he watches practice. Watches from 40, 40 yards right. downfield at the deep middle because he wants to see things from the deep middle because that's the way a, a free safety is a deep safety sees things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's like Rod- a catcher in baseball. He can see the entire field. Yeah, as things happen. Like Rod Woodson and uh, Charles Woodson made that conversion. They're big physical corners, but I don't know if Dion could have. And Dion yeah. might have been better than them at corner. I mean, like, they're all awesome Hall of Fame type guys. Woodson was a safety in college, though. Well, that's true. I guess yeah. he had a little bit of a, a background in that, you know. But a lot of these safety, you know, a lot was a corner that turned safety. A lot of them do it, and it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work uh, work him into this situation here. They should also get DeMonte KZ back. It's like a wealth of stuff. Like, all, all of a sudden, sudden right? all of a sudden, now you're getting TJ Watt back on this yeah. defense. You get KZ back. You trade for William Jackson. It's like, been nice to have one of them four weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> especially Watt. But I mean, even yeah. Jackson would have been a welcome addition. I mean, the, the or, difference you know. with Watt in this defense um, and not having and I him. I assume Jovi will be back too. Yeah, I mean, he was missed. Right. So I mean, the defense is is healthy, mm-hmm. as healthy as it's been all season. Yeah, since opening day. Since opening day, and remember, you didn't have KZ for the opener. True. True. Um, you know, so now you're, in, and then you add Jackson to the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your swagger back with Watt. Oh, yeah. I think just beyond him as a player, yeah, he brings a different swagger to the defense. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, like, we talk a lot of fantasy. The tackles for a loss and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Things, people under, I think the, the tackle for a loss thing is kind of underestimated. So last year, oh, last year the Steelers finished, uh, I think it was 94 tackles for a loss. That was second most in the league. This year right now they have 34, which is 12th most in the league. Okay. Because you take Watt. So, and the run defense has been better. I mean, that could be 12 drives different. Yeah. 10 drives. That would have all of a sudden, you know, these first and 10 runs, that obviously, you know, you drop somebody for a two-yard loss. Now it's second and 12. Mm-hmm. Now you can rush the passer. Right. 100%. You know, like I, I mentioned fantasy. Like, I'm in a ton of leagues that are deep rosters. And the Steeler D's out there. You know, I'm like, I'm grabbing them left and right this week. You yeah. Know, like, uh, you know, the, the, and the schedule's easier. That's what I mean. Like the, knowing what they had to face and who they had to face them with, the numbers, the production. I think on that side of the ball are going to be dramatically. I mean, different. just in the next couple of weeks at home, 
You've got Andy Dalton. Right. Coming that, off a short week. Then you get jo- Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home. Mm-hmm. You had seven sacks against them in the opener. Yeah, and now you know? Chase. I don't think Chase plays. I don't in think that Chase game. plays in that game. No, yeah, I don't either. So I mean, it, it's and their line's bad. Yeah, you know, and and then this again, the, the schedule's so much easier mm-hmm. in the second half. And I know people That's don't want to hear that. Man. Right. Oh, I, I got you know, I tweeted that thing out yesterday about that. You know, they'd played. It's actually the twenty first most difficult schedule now after mm-hmm. the Monday night game. Yeah, yeah. It, they got adjusted even lower to down to twenty one. Right, right. um, I tweeted that out again, just tweeting out the fact. Right. They've played the most difficult schedule. They've got the 20th at the time schedule remaining. People, oh, well, that didn't matter for the, the 2008 team. They just mm-hmm. went out and won. I'm like, okay, they had the league's number one defense and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. And then somebody threw, threw Roethlisberger's numbers at me. Well, he only had 17 touchdowns and 14 interceptions that year. I'm like, that's fine. But when the game was on the line, mm-hmm. he was going to win it. Like right, the defense right, was right, going right, to keep right. you close, and then Roethlisberger in the fourth he quarter was going to win it for you. Yeah, right, one hundred percent. Again, I keep referencing the article I wrote based off, you know, again, stole your idea, and it's about twelve to fifteen hundred words. It's not just a tweet. Yeah, and a lot of the comments were, I started reading this and I thought you were just going to make a big excuse about, you know, don't worry, everything's fine. And I'm like, and 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 all the comments were really positive. They're like. Hey, you lay this out really well. I, I really reference EPA and DVOA, not records. You know, like it's very. I mean, they're, just, they're just looking at the, the analytics. Same. Yeah, just looking at the analytics. There's a lot of numbers, um, points per play or points per uh, differential, things like that. Like I know the Bucks aren't living up to their standards, but they're still twelve, like twelfth in DVOA and twelfth in EPA. Right. I mean, they're they're like everybody. Does anybody else think that it, by the end of the season, it's not going to be the Bucks that win that division? Uh, that's who I put a chip on. Right. I mean, right. I don't think it's going to be Atlanta or Carolina. Right. Does anybody think that by the end of the season, the Bengals aren't going to be in playoff contention? And, and or you know, or Miami, or you know, I would say New England. I mean, right. Like, we don't like New England's roster. We questioned a lot of things they do, but they're going to be in it. They're always in it. Right. <laughs> you, know? you know. So I mean, that's just the reality of, of who you've played. I mean, even a game against the the quote unquote lowly Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, They've done some good things this year. Oh, they've done real good things this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean they were healthy. They've got a good roster right. outside of the quarterback. Exactly, you exactly. Know? And the quarterback played okay. You know, I mean, but he's been really bad since. And the Browns game was a short week on the road too. Yeah, you know? and that happens. I mean, I, everyone has it just happened to the Bengals. You know, the yeah. Bengals just went to Cleveland and got got smoked. Curb stomped yeah. worse than the Steelers did. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it just it just happens uh, in certain games. So. You know, I'm not ready to throw the the baby out with the bathwater here and say, oh, they need they you know they there were people who were saying that they just need to tr- you know trade Watt, trade Hayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no. If if Omar Khan walks into Art Rooney's office <laughs> and said, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna trade, uh, we got an offer here for Cam Hayward. Somebody's gonna give us a third round pick. <laughs> Art might just look at him and say. Um, Go ahead and trade yourself with instead. Why don't you just <laughs> keep on wagging? Yeah, and we got a pretty good offer for TJ as well. Yeah, a Khalil Mack like type of trade or something. Yeah, and what are we doing here? Where are you, you going to draft another one of them? Probably yeah, not. you know, right. I guarantee you, the Steelers are not interested in playing for draft picks or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. They're Claypool interested. Deal's different. That's different. He's Somebody not a foundational right, player. Right. Right. Somebody gave you a second round draft pick, which they're gonna. They had an offer from Green Bay mm-hmm. <clears throat> for Green Bay second round draft pick. Yep. Yep. 
they looked at it and said, we think Chicago's second-round draft pick is is better. Yeah, it's worth more. It's worth more. Right. It's going to be – because here's the thing. They're looking at this like, okay, we got nine games left. Mm-hmm. They're looking at this like, what happens if we win all nine? Right. Right, that's right. the way this. That's the way Pittsburgh approaches that kind of situation. Okay. Whereas in a situation like Detroit, which trades away T.J. Hawkinson, mm-hmm. Detroit looks at that. This is the this is the loser outlook on, on things. This is the outlook that other organizations in this very town take in these kind of situations. <laughs> Who are you talking about? What could we possibly get for? We're not going anywhere this year. What can we get? We're going to rebuild again. We're going to get whatever we can for this player, yeah. as opposed to, you know, it's probably better than I do. T.J. But- Hawkinson should be a foundational piece. Right. For the Detroit Lions. And, and even Claypool, who isn't a foundational piece, it's not, we're just going to take the best offer for him. If it would have been a four, he wouldn't have been. Not, I mean, then you're not doing that. It needs to be this but once, or once, once team starts saying two, right. now I'm interested. And especially high two, which I expect it to be. Everyone yeah. expects it to be. I don't think the Bears run the table or anything. Right. But yeah, I mean, that was too good to pass up. Okay. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, that I makes get perfect it. sense, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, especially when you have other guys at that position that you really like. Mm-hmm. When what the Steelers have done here now is they've they've shortened the bench at the receiver position. They've 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 made a, a smaller pie. We're given it's yeah. the same pie. But now they're going to give bigger pieces exactly. to George Pickens, yeah. to De- Deontay Johnson, to Pat Fryermuth. It's not plain pizza anymore. Now it's got sausage, pepperoni, and yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like now you've you've figured out who your best guys are, and who who were the empty calories yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, so the ball's going to go to Pickens more, Johnson more, Fryermuth more. Does anybody think that's a bad thing? I do not. You know, like. <laughs> Reference fantasy a lot, but my son texted me on the way here. He's like, I got a deal in place. And I'm going to get Deontay Johnson. Do you think it's a good time to buy? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's going to get more. I mean, he's going to get more. Yeah, Friar is mean, going to get, like, I was. And they've all deserved it. I was listening to a fantasy show this morning. I get that there are, there are leagues out there with short benches. Sure. And so you can't necessarily carry a tight end, like a or two tight ends. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Friar was one of the most cut players. At the tight end position in fantasy football this week because the Steelers awesome. are on a bye. Oh, okay, but still, I mean, he should be one of the top waiver pickups then next he's week in those a leagues. Top eight every week type of guy. Yeah, because he's going to get. Yeah. yeah, he's going to get eight to you know. Though, it, it, so if you look they at want the, the ball going to those three. Yeah, you look at the target share now. Where okay, before Pickens is getting six, mm-hmm. Deontay's always getting his nine or ten or whatever right, right, right. it would be, and Firemuth's getting six or seven. Mm-hmm. Well, now. Instead of Claypool getting those other six or seven, now now they're going to be split up among those other three guys. Yeah. Well, you like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like whoever the new slot is, if that's Sims or whomever, 
isn't ever going to get the ball thrown to him, yeah. but not as much as Claypool. Right. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just the reality of it. So They went the ball in their best hands, and uh, Claypool's not quite the level of those other three. Yeah, he's not the, the playmaker that those guys are. Mm-hmm. He just, I mean, we've seen it. I, I very much expect all three of their guys, uh, those three, production to spike. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really difficult for an offense to split the ball. I know, I know we love the the way the, the offense looked. And, you mm-hmm. know, you start looking at this and they can incorporate this. Well, the more you look at it, the more you see it. It's it's very difficult for an offense that, that I mean, it's not the, one of the most explosive offenses right, in the of league. Of course, right. To, to, to divvy up the, that many targets. I mean, the same thing is even true with the Chiefs and Bills and those right. teams. Or Philadelphia is the best example. Like, Anyone that plays fantasy, the Eagles love Devontae Smith, but there's going to be games like the Steeler game where, where he just doesn't do much, yeah, and he doesn't. Or I've been on Mark's show every Monday, and he often will ask me, even when the offense looks good, well, why didn't they throw to Najee more? I'm like, because Fryermuth got eight, and yeah. he got eight, and it's like, you know, why didn't Pickens get more? Because well, those other guys yeah. did. Well, and, now and you're I, forcing the issue here. And I've said on Mark's and Stan show a million times this year that. Every week we're going to say, why didn't this guy get more for the Steelers? Because yeah. there was five dudes that deserve you know, rece- receptions, including, including Najee. Even if you look at, like, let's say the – well, we, we talked about the the, the Cowboys before. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what it was Michael Irvin. Oh, I think you were going to say, like, Gallup. Had it was it was Alvin Harper mm-hmm. and, and – Novacek. Novacek. Yeah. Okay. That's three miles. That's three miles to feed yep. for three important miles that you had to get the football to. Mm-hmm. Same thing with those 49ers team. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. You know, Bryce Taylor Jones. Right. 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 They're, they're back you seldom have that a fourth guy right. in there that you go, well, yeah, and they had this guy too. Yeah. That that guy is usually 30 catches guy. Mm-hmm. And some teams, some of the best ones are just Tyreek and Kelsey. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, that, that works too. That works too. Or yeah. Diggs and Davis. Or, you know, there's a lot of those out there. You know, and the third guys get a lot of softer stuff, but. Um, no, I, I think they're fine with their receivers. I am interested to see who gets more snaps. I mean, there is an opportunity for more snaps. Yeah. You know? Well, and, I think initially, I think you're going to see a lot of Boykin. I think you see Sims. I don't you think, think Boykin will be in the slot? I think, I, I'm, yeah. I'm I think, projecting him. Yeah, because he's, he's showing, I mean, the, the blocking stuff that you wanted to do with Claypool. He's better at it. He's better at yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just more adept at it. And he's not a bad receiver. No, he's not. He, he looked good in camp. He looked good in preseason. Yeah. And I bet they're extremely happy with him that he's on the roster. He's, he's a, a hell of a good, special teams good player. Good special teams player, yeah. which you I'm know. I'm shocked that, that Baltimore got rid of him. for nothing. Yeah. He's better than half the dudes they have. Yeah, I just don't, I don't get that at all. Never understood it. And, you know, unless it was something behind the scenes and he just, you know, hey, I don't, don't want to be here anymore. Right, right, Could have right. been much like, you know, the, the situation with uh, Hollywood Brown. That, mm. In, or like Brandon Cooks right now. Yeah. Or, you know, right, right, right. I mean, like he's I, not at that level in terms of production. And that's so, why you get cut instead of traded. Instead of, yeah, <laughs> instead of a squeaky wheel. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I want to see what the Steelers look like coming out of this bye. Mm-hmm. I'd like I'm, to see Hayward used a little more. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to, you know, if we're not sitting here, um, you know, a month from now talking about how the Steelers are playing much better football, Yeah. I'm going to be highly critical of, yeah. of things. That's how I finished that article. But I don't think that I don't think we're going to. I think that uh, you know the, the arrow is pointed in the right direction, yeah. even though the results have not been there. We've been saying this for a month, though. Like, folks, this is going to be a brutal month. Oh, it's going to be a brutal. People month. said that people people when they put Pickett in the line, how can they put him in with this stretch of teams? Now they put him in against that stretch of teams. Wow, why are they playing that so badly? <laughs> why are they playing so badly? Right. Why is not Pickens playing better? Like, 
Boot camp's going to be hard, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to root the, you know, you're going to have, you know, have the uh, fruits of your labor after that. Again, if the second half of the season is a disaster, if they're getting blown out oh, by yeah. the Saints and if the it looks, and, if it looks like this, right, you know what it's looked like, you know, in the last month, then okay. You, I, you, I think our tones yeah. will change dramatically. But this is kind of what we've been telling you all along. I didn't expect two and six. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought it'd be three or four. You know, not right. two. But you know, that's the way it goes, and they're they're in a bind now. But if the second half isn't fruitful and better, I'll be highly critical of them. Yeah, and again, five of those games at home. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, is, is very nice. Uh, the next they start winning more road games. Too, the, yeah, they do have to do that. Yeah, you'd, you'd like to see. Uh, well, again, I think you get Watt back, makes a difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, two of those games were in Kansas City. One was in Buffalo. Yeah, in Philadelphia. You know, right. So, uh, but Watts Watts road numbers last year. He like he had more sacks on the road last year than he had at home, Did he? which was shocking. And they played nine home games last year. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you would think crowd noise would help him and all that good stuff. You would think, but that's not been the case necessarily. A lot of his sacks have not come with massive leads either. That's the other part, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice to see. Yeah. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart. Yeah, you should. Alexa will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, well, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus, Matt. So we'll do that right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.